Welcome to Maiden A to Z. First episode. First episode. First, first reel. reel. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, my name is Eric. I'm Jonathan. And uh, today we're going to be talking about two songs. Um, yeah. 22 Acacia Avenue we're starting with. Yeah, we're not even going to reach the first letter. A no, no, today. exactly. Yeah, We're yeah. staying on the numerals today. Yes. And uh, we're recording here in uh, Clarion Hotel. Cla- 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 Clarion Hotel sign. In Stockholm. Yes. Where we live. Exactly. Where we've been raised. And uh, I guess you don't really know us by now. No, yeah. but you, you will. You will. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at least know the, the Maiden uh, fans that we are. Yes. Because uh, we're pretty much going to stay on the topic of our Maiden. Yeah, that's the idea. That's yeah. The idea. <laughs> it's, it's what we really want to talk about yeah. right here. And uh, yeah, we're kicking it off where, again, we're doing this in an alphabetical order, as the name kind of suggests. And uh, we're starting on uh, a double two, which is 22 Acacia Avenue. Avenue. What a song. Yeah. From um, Number of the Beast, uh, third album. Third album. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't re- recall my first time hearing this one, but it must have been because I, I remember the beast was. I uh, got that pretty early on. Uh, it wasn't my first one, but I, I definitely was, because it had you know I number the beast that, that particular song. I had to get it. So, I think I, because when you know when I initially started collecting albums, I didn't have a hell of a lot of money, so I had to prioritize which ones I was gonna. Which order I was going to get them, and, yeah. you know, I, and right off the bat, I recognized you know three songs on that album, so I had to get that one. Yeah, it was my second one that I bought for my own money. Uh-huh. Uh, first was uh, Brave New World, actually. All right. Even yeah. though I had been listening to Maiden for a bit, MP3s were already out. Yeah, so yeah, I, was, yeah. I was pirating Maiden a little bit, but I mean, quickly I realized I have to buy them all. Yeah, a number of the beasts made sense, and I think I kind of had it in my um, some vaguely somewhere back in my head that cover. It, it looks as legendary as it is. Yeah, it's a great so, cover. first one I picked up of the old ones, and uh, I remember from this song that we're on today, 22 Acacia Avenue, with the intro there, when uh, Adrian shugs the E chord on the guitar. It really sounds like metal. Yeah. It doesn't sound like hard rock. It is kind of a hard rock, Led Zeppelin communication breakdown type riff. But Yeah, but it's very, it's, I mean, it also, it's just so... It has some kind of icy quality to it in yeah. the sound, like uh, it's metal. And it's just, I still love the guitar sound, uh, actually the sound in general on Number of the Beast, mm-hmm. but especially that song uh, has something, you know, the way it kicks in, it's like it sounds so serious in a way. Yeah, yeah. And then again, it is, as we will get into, like one of those 80s rock songs about a hooker and, uh, and a brothel. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's um, I, I mean, I, I actually, I... Um not too long ago, because I'd forgotten kind of the lyrics a little bit, so I was rereading. I'm like, wow, that's uh, you know, it, it's 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 um, it's a bit graphic. It's pretty graphic. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit graphic, which we will get into. Yeah, and I yeah. mean, it may be a reason that they don't play it much live anymore. I mean, it feels like, and I hate saying this kind of stuff, but it feels like a song that you know is not very 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, then again, Maiden could easily bring it out. Everyone knows that no, this fine. band does not have the reputation of no. of being sleaze balls and. Uh, Womanizers. No, definitely not. Definitely and, uh, not. For example, Adrian Smith that wrote this tune, the basics of it, 
uh, he, I think he was married around this time, and I think he's still with the same wife. Wow, I mean, don't call go. me up on it, because no, um, I'm not really researching their personal lives. No, that's, yeah. But, but he did uh, mention that he was like on, in his car or something with his, with his then-girlfriend, which will become his wife now, yeah. uh, during this time. And uh, remembering like a maiden hitting the, the shards and getting big, mm-hmm. and how it was kind of abstract to him. I imagine that because also this is this is this is the second part in a trilogy of songs really because it's yeah it's first Charlotte the Harlot which we'll get into a while and then in a while and Hooks and You which is the last part I guess the yeah, last part is actually um, oh, uh, from sorry. here to eternity right. so it's not it's not a trilogy it's yeah. a whatever quadrilogy whatever the other thing <laughs> yeah. is for him. yeah I think uh, Hooks and You is like a bit of a cheater because he just says he I just, got the keys to the 22 that's yeah, it that's it that's, that's that yeah, that's yeah the rest of it is about a house that he moved into but we'll get into yeah, that later sure. in when we get to age so uh, I think my, my point is that the fact that it's about a specific character and it's yeah. not really like this is you know because when you get people like Motley Crue singing about the stuff they're singing about is because they're out doing that stuff a lot of the time this is not autobiographical <laughs> no <laughs> but it is kind of mysterious right yeah. Dave Murray wrote the lyrics to the first one and it's the only lyrics he ever contributed to Maiden as far yeah. as I know and it's like maybe some ex of his. Possibly, <laughs> you know, I guess. But who knows? Who knows? But this this is far. The second this particular one is like is a lot way more graphic than Charlotte the Harlot. It is, yeah, it is, and it's based on an urchin song that uh, Adrian wrote before. And uh, there's a little clip we have here on the on the like the history of the of the song. From the older Adrian Smith helped to write on the new album. It's a song all about a lady called Charlotte the Harlot. Well, that's quite an interesting story. I mean, um, that idea was was. Um, something I came up with when I was very young. It was just, you know, one of those first kind of songs you write. And I had this band, Urchin, and we did this song, 22. We discovered where she lived. And uh, we discovered she's running a new knocking shop somewhere in the East End of London. <laughs> uh, okay. I remember this. Uh, uh, if you care to visit it, it's, uh, it's a 22 Acacia Avenue! It's just basically where she lived. Supposedly or not, or not. Opinion on what you believe or what you, uh, whatever. We've been asked many questions about this, but obviously we can't say too much about it as to the, the real person or as to whether she was called Charlotte or not. So um, just leave it at that, I think. I like he didn't really give any information. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Typical Steve. Six or seven years later, you know, when I was in the band, he said, "Hey, uh, I remember seeing you over uh, this festival, and you played this song." 22 Acacia Avenue, let's do something with that. Maidenized it with all the different time changes and this and that. It ended up being on the record and being part of our live set for two or three tours. And it was a song that I wrote, you know, when I was 18 and I'd sort of forgotten about it, you know. Just showed it, it ended up on a platinum selling album. Incredible. That's pretty yeah, cool. It is cool, right? And uh, again, he wrote it for Ur- Urchin. And there is a live version. Uh, there's a, ur- an Urchin version out there, but I d- didn't have time to prepare that for, for this oh, yeah, I remember hearing that a while ago. Yeah. It's slightly slower, I think. And as Steve says, as he always says, Maiden Iced It. Yeah. You know, so it's really like a remake of, of an early uh, Adrian song. Mm-hmm. And uh, w- one of his first writing credits uh, on this album, you have The Prisoner as well. And maybe That's one right. more. Uh, uh, we can probably check that out pretty. Yeah. Let's see. Where is the... Bruce has also been writing, writing on this album, but he's not credited. Because That's right. It. Yeah, he did... He did. Um, wasn't The Prisoner? He did uh, I think Children of the Damned and The Prisoner. I think he was part of both. But he couldn't be credited because of uh, being tied to Samson contractually. So 22 of Cage Avenue has Smith. Prisoner has Smith. And... Uh, 
I think that's it. No, Gangland as well. That's Smith Burr, which is like mm-hmm. an interesting one. We'll get to that one later. But um, yeah, we're at 22 Cage Avenue. It is a song about Charlotte the Harlot, yeah. a hooker, and her address. And uh, it's, it's really like, uh, if you get into the lyrics, they're almost weird sometimes. Like, uh, if you tell her that you know me, you might even get it free. Yeah. <laughs> so I know Bruce Dickinson, then she's going to do her job. Yeah. Without getting paid. Yes. That's a terrible deal. That's a horrible deal. Terrible that's, that deal. that's not how it should work. Yeah, for this hardworking prostitute, it's a very bad deal. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, the lyrics feel like, um, in parts, and I, I love the song, but it seems like in some of the lyrics feel like it's it's written by someone very young who sort of understands how that thing works, but doesn't really, has not really been in contact with it properly. Yeah, yeah, which kind of makes it more endearing, actually, <laughs> yeah. than the other way around, right? Oh, yeah, if it was very, you know, if it was very, like, you know, they, they obviously are not really, you know, in, you know, in part of that world, not really, and that's yeah. what kind of works, there's a sort of a naivety yeah. to it, sort of. First time I heard it, again, I was 12, 13, and I was a, a bit, uh, maybe not appalled, but at least a little bit scared mm-hmm. uh, when I heard like beat her, mistreat her and yeah, all that part. Yeah. And But the thing is, and this happened to me a few times, it happened with Slayer, uh, Angel oh, Death oh, yeah. as well. It's like, oh, this is horrible, but it's too good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I got to keep listening. And maybe to me, that's kind of part of heavy metal too, that uh, you could have these kind of appalling um, um, subject matters. But you just bring them forth with these great riffs and grooves, yeah. and you just kind of force the listener to go into that world. But it's it's sort of interesting. I mean, nowadays, I mean, when I around this, when I heard this, these songs around for the first time, around that period, uh, I remember Slayer came out with their album "God Hates Us All." Yeah. And my family, at the end of that point, just because I was as well, I was uh, my parents are Catholic, so I was sort of brought up in that as well. And for me, that seemed like incredible. Oh my God, really? They're, they're doing that? that yeah, seems, yeah. It seemed very dangerous and it's exciting. It doesn't seem quite as dangerous anymore. Also, no. I, you know, I fucking left, the, as soon as I was old enough to leave the church, I did. But yeah. so it's, but then it felt very, you know, dangerous. It well. did, it did. And even Number of the Beast, actually, because yeah. it was, you know, you weren't, you know, it seemed like something they were, you're doing something you weren't supposed to do. Yeah, I went to Slayer, uh, uh, first time was with Maiden, yeah. uh, but uh, then I wasn't ready, it sounded like noise to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I went only a year or two after, because you develop very quickly with metal when you get into oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So another two, 2001, I do believe, uh, like not too long after. Uh, I mean, Goddess is always actually released on September 11th. 11th, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, you know, yeah, I'm not even going to comment on that. But uh, I remember I couldn't buy the official merch because I didn't want a shirt saying God hates us all on well, it. Well, I thought I'd get me too because I, th- I thought I'd get in trouble for yeah. that stuff. But <laughs> it was also maybe more because I already then felt that it was a little bit immature of a of, of word to say. And I mean, how Carrie came up with it, I actually know from an interview. He was driving yeah. and he was in these uh, horrible um, traffic jams in L.A. And he saw a sign saying God loves you all or God loves us all. Yeah. And he th- thought like he doesn't. He hates us all. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, you know, right, it's right, well. Carrie King being pissed off in traffic. <laughs> and that's yeah. it. There's nothing to do with anything deeper than that. And then we have Tom Araya, who is um, m- born Catholic. I think he maybe molded his faith a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. he's he's uh, he believes in God. Yeah. And he's a God fearing man. <laughs> and well, he sings these lyrics without a problem. Yeah. But also, it's kind of like in the same sense that I feel like if you're watching like a horror movie, the people who did the production, like who, like the people who make the Friday Thirteenth movie, don't necessarily you know, condone going and killing people with a machete. No, oh, exactly. And it's just, it's exactly. fun and it's, it's some of the songs and the things they're singing about, like we're just, you know, not, I can't think of any concrete examples, but are stuff that if they actually thought that stuff, they should be locked up. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly, you know, exactly. So I don't, 
I mean, also I listened to since then so much black metal, oh, death yeah, metal, yeah, yeah. and sometimes with uh, political opinions that vastly differ from mine. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a problem with that. I, I'm kind of actually advocating uh, the kind of, in Swedish we say, verk och person. So that means like the works and the person behind them, they are not the same. People have to make their, you have to make your own decision. Um, I think that depending on yeah. what the person's done, how, if you're comfortable with it or not, that, that, but that's a personal decision. Yeah. Um, for instance, uh, there was a, there was a band that I very much enjoyed the music of dissection. Yeah. Great band. Yeah. The, the singer probably wasn't a great guy. I don't think, uh, probably not. <laughs> I mean, I don't know him personally yeah. and he's one of my favorite frontmen uh, of all yeah, time. Yeah. Actually, like one of the Sweden's, probably Sweden's best metal frontman. I could go out on a limb and say, uh, yeah, uh, possibly as a guitarist and as a singer, even though he growls, it's so well done. Oh yeah. Very yeah. intonated. So, and uh, yeah, they also, I mean, he, he murdered a guy, right? Yeah. Right. I think that was slayed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, 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 he very least some, some level was involved. Um, and yeah. I think that some people, you know, can't, you know, d- don't, don't want to listen to him after that. And I'm like, well, you know, I still enjoy this stuff. I just don't necessarily, for me, I could separate that. Yeah. I think that like, there's other times I've not been able to do it and I think that's fine too. It kind of depends on what you personally sure. do. Sure. But, it, but. It goes both ways of the spectrum too, because yeah. I, I always try and say that to stress this, that if I listen to a black metal band, which with, uh, that, you know, have these. Uh, suspiciously uh, right-wing yeah, messages. Yeah, yeah. I also listen to uh, punk and Rage Against the Machine, which is too left for me. Yeah, and I have no problem with either. No, I, it's not like I agree just because I'm nodding my head or no, no. headbanging to no. this music. I mean, they're making uh, entertainment first and foremost, and mm-hmm. maybe secondary art. And none of those, to me, should be political. Like uh, I don't like to politicize things. And uh, I, th- I think yeah, I think there's I, I think that. I understand people who, who, you know, who want, if you want to do that, that's, do that. I just think that some people, some things, you know, you, sh- you should be able to enjoy some things. Yeah. Uh, you, or, and again, like, that's a personal preference. If you don't want to do that, you don't want to do that. That's fine too. I think that, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want, we shouldn't, I don't want to get into too much because I'm sure this will annoy someone, but rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, but, but for the, so to get back to the song, uh, I think that there's some of the stuff there is obviously if I felt that they actually, those were values, they kind of had them and that's what I, you know, it was autobiographical. It might feel a little weird, but I, you know, it's not. Yeah. It's as you said, so clear that this is written from like a kind of a boy's perspective yeah. on, on the whole thing. And, uh, I mean, also it was like part of the time you made songs about brothels and hookers in the eighties metal. It's just yeah. something you did for some, for whatever reason. What I'll say though is that, for instance, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I can't imagine there's not a fucking Motley Crue song that has something to do with <laughs> prostitutes. But I'm sure they're glorifying it more than these because this is not glorifying it at all. This is no. showing it very gritty and not not particularly a fun, you know, fun. You know, yeah, showing the dark side of it. Uh, whereas I'm sure there's a lot of '80s metal that you know. Sure, and I mean, it's still politically incorrect in a sense, even at the end, because at the end they go into this damsel in distress mode. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I'm gonna uh, save you. Yeah. <laughs> Pack your bags. You're coming with me. But yeah. I mean. It's just a trivial story to yeah. me. I mean, I don't take it too harshly. And to get into the music of the song, it's uh, one of the best songs. Uh, Pete, Pete Pardo from Sea of Tranquility, mm-hmm. like quite a big, uh, I guess, uh, used to be a, uh, you could call him a music journalist, but maybe now more of a music YouTuber, I guess, with discussions and so forth. He's actually his favorite maiden tune of them all. All right, well. Swing to Acacia Avenue. I, I, there's, there's, there's some really cool, I think my favorite bit is the... Um 
after the, the solo. Can we kind of pick up the pace? Yeah, yeah, that pace. Yeah, that's, that, that's that. so cool. Yeah, very cool riff. Very fun to play as well. And again, for some music nerdery, the riff doesn't change key, but underneath, uh, Steve Harris is is uh, like putting different bass notes yeah. to make it move and make it this kind of nice jam. It's sort of a jam, and it's a beautiful ending solo by uh, Adrian as well, which uh, on the only version they played with three guitars, Janik uh, actually doubles it. As he does in Trooper, so they mm-hmm. both solo at the end, which I find cool. uh, kind of cool. They should really pick this song up again. Yeah, that's Iron Maiden live. Yeah, that's great. Such a good live band. Yeah, uh, but I said, like I, said I, I did, I have, like I said, probably during this song, I, I have this bootleg somewhere, and it's it's a really good one all the way through. Yeah, there's a great version of, uh, I think, Bring Your Daughter to Slaughter's on it. That's really good. Yeah, that, yeah. that, that was a very good set list as well. So yeah, that I've actually prepared a clip for that one too for a later episode. Oh, there you <laughs> yeah, go, good, because it's such a good version of yeah. it, and they don't play it that often. They no, no, actually no. never kind of feature no prayer. Uh, it's too bad. It's kind of a forgot, forgotten album in a sense. Well, well me and uh, a guy named Henrik, who hopefully will guest us at some point in the future, we, we were hoping, we're, we've been hoping for years that they're going to, you know, just, we want, we want to hear Tail Gunner. Tail Gunner is a great song, yeah. yeah. It's, it's been like my least favorite Maiden album from time to time, but still it's a Maiden album, yeah. you know, and it's, yeah. uh, my favorite song is Faith's Warning of yeah. that one, but yeah. Tail Gunner is great too, cool opener, and um Kind of, you know, they're trying to get back to the roots a bit, yeah, and almost succeeding. Yeah, you know, they're trying to make like a killers part two, but kind of, you know, almost succeeding. So but anyway, we're not there now. No, we're not. We'll get there later. I, I had an idea that maybe we could do, and I I just thought about it when we were listening. It would be kind of fun if we did um, during this pod that we have a, a a playlist that we add songs to. At the end of each song, we say if we wanted it in there or not, and if we wanted it in there, it'll be on the. So at the end of the pod, essentially, would have a. The, you know the very 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 best of Iron Maiden. Cool idea. Yeah. So how many songs? Well, how many songs? I don't know. That's uh, a tough one. I mean, could, could we just could we make it? Um, how many how many songs are there? That's the main thing. There because you 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 had that number. Yeah, I think it was about 160 or something okay. like that. And I think maybe close to 200, including covers. All right. So yeah. is 50 reasonable? 50 should be reasonable. Yeah, right. because 10 is impossible. 10 is impossible. 20 still hard. Yeah. yeah 30 yeah. then it's getting yeah. okay. But 50 is a good. Number. 50 songs. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's about it for 22 Casual yeah. Avenue, if you don't have anything more no. on that song. Now, would you so put that on the list? Surely I would put that yeah, on the list. Too, yeah, too. it has to go on the list. It's All a playlist right. song. So and I mean, only f- if, if only for the guitar sound in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If only for that, you know, maybe even first on the list because it's... It a, will be first because it's a... Yeah, it will be. 
So the list is going to stay alphabetical. I think so. All right. Yeah. That could be fun. Yeah, then we also we escape the, the hard uh, task of uh, ordering them oh, yeah, yeah. by quality, which is going to be too hard. Yeah. Yeah, 22 is on there. Sure. to Acacia Avenue, yes. like a bonafide Maiden classic for sure, on the Maiden A to Z playlist, at least for now. Yes. And I think it might stay there. Oh, it's going to stay, I think. But let's see, let's see. And in this episode, we're going to tackle another tune as well. Yeah, so. it, this probably won't end up on that list. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Oh, uh, you had clips from that too, right? Uh, yeah, just I think it's just one clip. Oh, and uh, it. uh, it's, um, you know, again, we're still on the twos. Uh, three songs beginning with two and yeah. uh, this one we're not going to have as much maybe to say about uh, as compared to 22 Cash Avenue and the, com- and the coming two minutes to midnight and it's a song called 2AM yes so what a weird track really to tackle well I mean I was very relieved when you when you when, when you because um, uh, I thought we were going to be starting off with that one yeah we almost had to because I think there's this little dot <laughs> to dot am yeah yeah that makes it first of the songs but then a friend asked me isn't 22 Cash avenue the first song alphabetically and i felt like maybe it isn't but it is you know? yeah so that that kind of yeah so that <laughs> and I was, I was very happy that we never do that because uh because i i mean i like i i feel that this is going to be a podcast where it, you know they've made it quite a few songs like we sort of established we're not i don't love them all because there's obviously there's going to be things that don't work yeah I, I don't want to, but I, I feel like I try to focus on, I like, uh, like in my other kind of podcast, I, I tend to more drift to trying to focus on, but I do like, and there's not a hell of a lot <laughs> in this song. <laughs> no, no. But I mean, it's also part of Maiden, I think, and it's part of the, the attitude of Maiden that they are so, what could you say? They don't really, uh, they don't really look for approval. No, they just put out maiden songs. Yeah, and that that will mean that some of them are not going to be good. Some of them are not going to be great. That's that's the. I, I, mean, I think that also if I listen, when it, depending on the kind of mood I'm in, if I, I'm listening to, tons of a bunch of others maiden, and then I jump to this one, then it's not as good. But if I just if I'm listening to this album on its own and just hooks on that one, it's just that on its own. It be, it's somehow easier. Uh, yeah, it's it's, just, it's in the context of the other stuff. It's not as good because it's just not as good. I mean, on that topic, actually, I want to ask you that: Do you have any bands that you believe only put out good songs? They're all good. Um, that everything's perfect. No, I don't think so. Uh, maybe not perfect, but like everything has a standard, like standard quality. I, th- I, th- I mean, I mean, to be fair, I think I think that even even the the I I can't think of it. So, Top of my head, which is my le- absolutely least favorite Maiden song, mm. but I, it's still probably pretty good though compared to yeah, other stuff. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, Maiden is my favorite band. I've I've come to kind of admit that. Yeah, the, yeah. Only the last few years, actually, I've been admitting that and telling it to everyone, yeah, including yeah. people that are not going to appreciate it. Like, <laughs> no, no. I, I listen to tons of music, tons of genres, but there is one band that is better than the rest. That's Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Yeah, but I think their their output is maybe more varied in terms of quality than some other bands I listen to, like in other genres that they always have this kind of standard tier quality. Uh, Maiden maybe doesn't have, but it's part of the charm with Maiden for me, and maybe part of the reason that we can do a podcast as well. If they were all had like the standard yeah. quality, it would be less interesting to talk about it. And now we are on X Factor, yes. like a quite a debated album, which I yeah. love. I love the album, but this song may not be the best. It's a, it's a very it's a very um, it's a it's a, it's a strange album. 
It is. Uh, and I think I know our, our friends in the in the in Maiden Podden are are not Oh, they kind of hate the track. They're not the biggest fans of it, <laughs> let me put it that way. I guess. Yeah. But I think that because I've heard, I've heard, when I've heard Blaze Bailey do the songs from that album solo, they somehow kind of, because the production of the album is weird as well. I think there's a lot of stuff that happens. It is weird, and they spend so much time recording it. Yeah. Like, it's the longest time they spent recording it, one and a half years. Yeah, and that and does. That brings me to another small tangent with the discussion online mm. for this new album. Someone said, like, they should put more time into their studio albums. They're not good enough. And yeah, I, I asked him like, "Do you really believe that you would like it personally more if they spent two years in the studio rather than months?" Uh, I mean, you can ask Metallica how that worked. Out. Yeah, Saint Anger. I mean, again, yeah. I, I I think that also is an album that gets a lot of unnecessary hate. That's pretty good, I, I think. But I'm, tr- I'm trying. I'm trying with Saint Anger. <laughs> I'm struggling, but uh, I I like that it exists. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's keep it at that. But with Maiden, yeah, uh, they spent the most time of all their albums on the X Factor, as far as I know. They spent one and a half years to do this. And I think maybe to readjust to a new singer yeah. and try and make it as good as possible. And yeah. I think it is a great album. It uh, is. It it just it just um it's very different. It's very different. But yeah. I think that's good because I know that because uh, people still you know, there's still people who, you know, really like the that era. Whereas yeah. if you have like the Judas Priest thing where they got a guy who sounded identical or they, they or their the idea there, they wanted someone to sound like Halford. And you know, I don't. I don't know how. You know, those albums are kind of forgotten. About yeah, with the uh, Ripper. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Maiden really consciously tried and do something different, and then, like they got hundreds of applicants oh, yeah. for this. But like, all of uh, them sound like Bruce. Yeah, sure. great. Uh, like yeah. the singer from Grim Reaper. He's an amazing singer. I yeah. think there's a version out there of him doing Flash of the Blade. Now I can't remember which song. I'll check that. Out, yeah, but uh, he does it very well and uh, they could have gone with that but I think Harry's being the way Harry's is it's, you know like uh, Bruce is out now and there's this famous uh, anecdote from when they were rehearsing as a four piece you know with no singer yeah and they, the mood was down in the in the studio rehearsal studio and Dave out of all speaks out and he says like bollocks to him <laughs> you know we're our maiden yeah let's continue and uh, it was such a short period when you look back at it five years yeah, these days that's nothing. Five no. years without Bruce, and his output was amazing during this time. And he, we talked about maybe yeah. discussing those yeah, we'll songs do, too. We can get that probably at some point. But he, yeah, he did like in this in the time span they did, uh, they did uh, two albums. He did Vols Picasso, Skunk Works, uh, Accident of Birth, and uh, Chemical Weddings. Weddings. That's four four albums, and yeah. they're good too. Oh, they're all very good. Good albums. I'm not too into Tattooed Millionaire, but no. after that, uh, his solo stuff is great. And uh, as he said in the radio interview before Metal 2000, when I saw him, I heard the radio interview and he said this very Bruce-like thing, like, let's face it, my solo stuff was doing extremely well. <laughs> 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 and I mean, maybe not commercially, but no. musically, sure. But that's not where we are now. No, We're no, on no, the no. other side of, yeah. the, of, of, um, of, the, of the coin, so to speak, with yeah. a song called 2AM. Now, when I was listening to this on the way here, several times just to sort of get in the mood, I try to fo- try to figure out a few things I did like about it, and I I like the acoustic guitar tone is very because something they've sometimes not gotten really well is acoustic guitar tones, mm. and this that this is uh, in the the acoustic blends with the clean guitar really yeah. well, so that, that's kind of cool. I would have maybe, um, I mean, and the, the uh, there's a solo bit over the uh, intro. That uh, yeah. Blaze later, you know, he sing, he uses that melody in a later in, in the vocal. It's like part. a theme melody. Yeah, that's I kind of like that too. Yeah. Uh, but then nothing really happens. Yeah, exactly. And I think 
uh, it's a good acoustic tune, courtesy of Gears, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Like he, he likes to write these acoustic things. The song is written by um, yeah, Blaze Bailey, Janet Gears, and Steve Harris. Yeah. So they have this that kind, of, that kind of combination. But I think my issue with it is that in in the 90s, they it's the only time Maiden strayed a little bit and tried to do something that maybe is not Maiden. Mm. Uh, for me, uh, we'll get to that way later, but the song like Wasting Love, I feel like it's like a little bit of an attempt to do a Guns N' Roses yeah. ballad. Wasting Love is better than this, though. It is, it is. <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with that. And I think this one has that kind of two, like they're trying to make a 90s sound, uh, acoustic, not too gallopy. And yeah. uh, they're not they're not kings at doing this sound. I, I do believe. No. Like, it's not really the Maiden sound. And uh, also the lyrics are too simple maybe yeah there's nothing it, it's also it's like someone he's not it's it's yeah because you know you you have not, i don't necessarily mean that they always have to be these huge epic stories but when you have that and like the same album and you got like oh i'm sitting at home and drinking beer alone yeah that's literally what yeah, it's <laughs> like an after work depressive thing and i mean yeah. it's been addressed many times that uh, steve had had this huge period of separation yeah we well, broke he got divorced and he bruce the left triple separation because uh, divorce Bruce leaves and Martin Birch uh, go, goes into pension. Yeah. So this is the first album not produced by him and uh, yeah. in a while, and surely you can tell. I imagine that if he had not retired, this would have sounded a lot better. Yeah, it would have been a shorter album and a better album probably. Yeah. And uh, if you get into 2AM, it's musically it's kind of this standard, uh, I haven't played it, so I'm guessing here, but it's this kind of standard A minor uh, acoustic ballad, sad, really sad, and it yeah. has that melody that you addressed. Uh, Which I kind of like, but and I think then there's like a mid melody that I have to remind myself how that sounds. Yeah, but just the fact that I mean, again, I listened to the thing like a couple hours ago, and I can't remember how it sounds. So <laughs> yeah. And uh, if we like, if we get into the lyrics, because yeah, I have yeah, them in yeah, front yeah. of me, I get in from work at two a.m. and sit down with a beer. You know, it's already sad. <laughs> it's, yeah, so it's, sad. it's not these epic. It's, you know, because they got on the same album. You have Sign <laughs> of the Cross and stuff. And you, yeah, you know. turn on late night TV and then wonder why I'm here. <laughs> you know, it's kind of forever alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah hashtag fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's meaningless and trivial, and it washes over me. You know, it's so sad. It's not the fucking yeah. And once again, I wonder: is this all there is for me? You know, I mean, it's, it's kind of it's kind of again. I, I think there's ways to write that that story and make it sound you know more, more interesting, interesting than they actually yeah. did. And then uh, here I am again. Look at me again. Here I am again on my own, which sounds like a white and white snake. Oh, here, here I go again. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, this is a sad version of here I go again, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it is. Yes, <laughs> this is a sad version of it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean. That's that's two a.m. and it's. I think it might be the worst song in X Factor in my book. Uh, yeah, it's poss- possibly. Um, It'd be fun though, listeners. If anyone loves this song, yeah, do write us. Yeah, really defend I mean, it. I know. I know that this is again. This is not the same. Not this song, but on the on the um, uh, what's it called on? Oh, uh, same album. Fortunes, yes, Fortunes of War. There's a song. Oh, that's not not great either. No, no. I mean it's fine. Whatever. But I know that uh, our, our our pals in the Maiden, Paul, um, 
they uh, they sort of you know they weren't thrilled about it, so they kind of uh, exp- expressed that very harshly in the episode. Yeah. And I think that like the dude from like Scar Symmetry or something got in touch with him. He was really annoyed, <laughs> and he recorded a cover version just to show him that's a good song. Okay, his version is better. I'll say that. <laughs> is that what the one with the? Yes, okay. There's a live version from Gothenburg, yeah. I think, but there's pretty oh. cool. So if anyone wants to record a spiteful version of 2AM that tells that we're wrong, you're <laughs> yeah. welcome to do this. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I have to say that I've listened to every episode of Made Important except the X Factor one. Because right, I wasn't sure I could handle the, the negativity. I mean, yeah, they, 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 do it, and they do it in a, in a you know, yeah, fun kind of way. Also lovable guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I'll be fine with that. And uh, yeah, but I mean, I can't wait to get into better songs from the Blaze era. Yes, there's there's quite a few of them. So I do like the era. But I, I was I will say that if you listen to when he does this song on his own, when he's <laughs> I, I I didn't think about it. I, 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 when he's when he's doing it himself on his solo stuff. Yeah. Um, then he it sounds a lot better. Yeah. And even the acoustic versions. Yeah. That he he did an acoustic version with the guy, the classical guitar guy, Thomas something. I can't yeah, remember. he's great. He's this nylon maiden yeah. concept, and I listen to that sometimes when I'm uh, off my head. <laughs> and I come home. Yeah, and I'm like uh, I'm maybe a little bit tired in my ears. And then I put on this nylon made oh, it's and stuff. Nice. It's really nice. It's really cool. He, he's made almost every single song now. He even made me slightly dig Mother Russia, <laughs> which is a his feat on its own because that's not a great one either. <laughs> no, no, and that's a midway in, so a while to get to yeah. that one. Yeah, but, yeah. but for, for this one, I think that it's um, it, it, uh, yeah, it's fine. That's that's all I'll say. It's not it's not great. But again, we just talked about Acacia Avenue. Yeah, and we just listened to that. And so next one up is Two Minutes to Midnight. Yeah, so right. it's stuck in between yeah. two awesome songs from the peak of, of Maiden. So it's Mate, kind of you had a clip here. Is that something I should? Yeah, we should play that. I, w- I wanted to ask you one thing before yep. that. And it's like um, uh, one thing I wondered about is mm. that during the Blaze era, obviously Smith was out too. Mm. And uh, it's been said by Blaze that he would have loved to sing some of Smith's songs. Mm-hmm. And he has since performed Wasted Years, for example. And I think oh, he, he, play, he does that one great. Uh, but he's mm. also a better live singer now than he used to be. Oh yeah, he can, uh, if he if he was in the band now, it yeah. would be very different. So just as a, like a small side note, I think that with Smith in the band, Blaze would have come off better because I think the way Smith writes, his sense of melody and, and better than it, it works better for for Blaze than yeah. um, than maybe Steve and uh, Yannick, yeah, who, who wrote the material. Well, yeah, because also I don't know. Uh, maybe you can. Does Dave have any writing credits on uh, X Factor? He usually has one song, right? Yeah, at least uh, one. And I think, uh, especially in the time when Smith was out, he had to do more. I think he did three or four songs on, uh, three songs at least on No Prayer. And I'm browsing my booklet here, looking for Murray. So there's not a lot, I can say that, <laughs> if any. Yeah, but, he, you know, he... he uh, oh, man, he kind of he kind of sat this one out. Well, he, uh, yeah, Wow, so he's not nothing? No, he what? should have. He, he would have been needed. Yeah. Yeah. There's three deleted songs too, right? Or unreleased, uh, Justice of the Peace. That's a good one. Yeah. They're a bit quicker songs that maybe didn't fit the overall mood. But, but they're better than a lot of stuff is on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think maybe it could still have been a sensible choice because maybe they wouldn't fit the flow of the album. No, that, 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 yeah. that's fair. And it's already a very long album. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, how long is it? I mean... It's like a CD length, you know, 90s CD length. Uh, so they, they, they really just... Because I remember that in the, uh, uh, in the box set... There, where they had the uh, the uh, what's it called the um, oh uh, oh it came out a few years ago actually quite a few years ago at this point the uh, it's a metal box with the uh, three diff- three discs and there's there's the there's the beast over Hammersmith there's 
one, the first disc has something to do with the, you know, very early gigs. And then the third one is uh, about B-sides. And in the B-side one there, they, um, Just for the Peace and the other one that's, the, the, the unreleased X Factor songs, at least one of them is in there. Yep. And apparently, according to that, if I, I recall now, it was left off because there wasn't physical room on the, on the, in the disc. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I mean, they rarely do that. Normally they write songs, they put them all on. Yeah. Everything that is finished is on the album. So that kind of sticks out with X Factor, and they did spend a lot of time. So I think maybe they overthought it, you know. Definitely could be an, a case of overthinking. I think one and a half years in the studio is too long for Maiden. Really, kind of is. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the the greater ones, the, you know, the really the you know, top notch albums, those probably went pretty fast. Yeah, I think so too. It was they they like to write under pressure. They've yeah. said many times. So I guess if you have nothing more on 2AM, we could conclude with this little bit uh, yeah. ripped from a VHS, so uh, we have to excuse the poor quality, but it's fun to hear the band talk about such a weird song. And I'd say also, uh, we can just say, I, I, I'm assuming I know your answer, but uh, this, this this will not go on the playlist. No, not even not even going to be there for trying that. Yeah, right, all right, yeah, sure. That. Even though we have 49 vacant spots, it's, it's not going to be not gonna, it's, not, it's not making the team. Not making the team. All right, so here we go. In theory, hold on. I hear that A, ma- a minor. Yeah. Uh, the kind of a desolate feeling that maybe we all feel that sometimes when um, when you just are alone and you ask the deeper and bigger questions in the middle of the night, and uh, and that's what it's about really. And Yannick and I started messing about with something, came up with it like the bit of the melody and stuff and then we went to Steve to get because he needed something else an extra bit of fire you know a bit more of the edge to get to get the true sentiment of what the song was about to get that over and Steve a guy classic Steve Harris style oh yeah let's try a bit of this try a bit of that it was like perfect it's hardly perfect (laughs) no but I mean what are you gonna get Steve put a bit of this, a bit of that, it's perfect. Not really. Not really. Yeah. Also, yeah, this riff is not good either. It's just so generic, there's nothing. Yeah, very generic. I think it's this. If it's A minor, as I might suspect, I think it's like 5, 1, 3. Probably. So that's 2 a.m. That's 2 a.m. Yeah, shouldn't stay too long on that song, it's going to be too negative, I think. Alright, I'll just fade this down. Unless it's, I don't think there's anything else on this one. No, no I don't think so, no. Alright. No, no, I mean it it like I said, it's 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 I I, I think that they could have it could have been done better. They had the same idea. They, there's it's, it doesn't seem like it's done. That's, that's no. And I mean I could put it like this. If I woke up tomorrow and it wasn't on X Factor, <laughs> I would not be sad. <laughs> <You know>? No. <laughs> it was just it was just lost yeah. into oblivion. You know, it kind of belongs in oblivion, I think. As you know, even the state of mind, the song with the lyrics and everything is like nothing of it is really appealing. No, but I still, I still would kind of if they, if they for some reason wanted to play it live, that could be fun because they haven't, I haven't, you know, it's, it's always fun yeah. to hear stuff you haven't heard. I think it would sound better now. Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, for maiden nerds, you really like to to hear them play deep cuts and yeah. I mean, I, I ideally, I'd love to hear every single song they ever played. At yeah. some point, that's not going to happen. But yeah, well, that's something where Metallica is better because I think Lars Ulrich is such a has such a fan's perspective. Mm. So he always puts in all these songs that you kind of want to hear from Metallica, yeah. and uh, a bit longer playlists, uh, set lists as well. Yeah. So they they can really make it like uh, quite interesting. Whereas Maiden is more uh, streamlined, I would say. Yeah. In, oh yeah. In, well, there's, in a, there's a lot more. There's a lot more 
you know, I think there's a lot more, a, a bigger committee in charge of who yeah. plans that stuff. Whereas in, in, you know, Metallica, I think it's like two guys are pretty much. Yeah. Did you see the Ad Hunter? 99? Yeah, I was there for two years. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's another one I'm jealous of. Yeah, that was a good one. But I wasn't in initiated fully at that time, so. That was the same thing, because I, I saw it, but I didn't appreciate it as much as I would have. Yeah, you know, like Killers, you know, Strange yeah. in a Strange Land. I don't know if they, because uh, that one. Phantom of the Opera, Killers, yeah. Strange in a Strange Land. But Strange in a Strange Land, if I recall, they 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 took that off the set list mm. eventually. I don't know if that had happened at that point year yet, but again, I didn't know, because I, I hadn't heard that song yet, actually. All right. Yeah, uh, they actually performed it quite poorly, I think. I think it's something with the tempo. Yeah. It's just not made in tempo. Like, yeah, it's weird. It's, it's a great song, though. Amazing song. Yeah. Great we'll song. We'll get to that one. eventually. Yeah. In uh, years. Yes, probably. <laughs> so I guess that's it for this. That's it for this one, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And uh, if, you, if you have suggestions or questions... Get in touch with us at maidenazpod at gmail.com. That's maidenaz in one word. You can also find us on other social media under the same moniker, maidenazpod. All right, over and out. See ya.